That's really interesting. Um, you were mentioning how you work um, quite, you move back and forth between 2D and 3D works. And this is one of the things I find so incredibly amazing and versatile about your work, that you can actually work in these, all these different mediums. So, for example, breast, uh, breast stupor topiary is actually made with cast alum aluminum, is that correct? Yeah. Or stainless steel? It's stainless steel. Uh -huh. So that's, that's a different medium. And then breast stupors themselves are silk hangings. Mm -hmm. um, and breast Because after, after I created breast stupors, the silk hangings, then uh, the next one was breast stupor cookery. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. And then, uh, because I, I wanted to incorporate food into my work. So so from Breast Stupa, that was 2001, and then 2005, I started the Breast Stupa Cookery Project, which is still ongoing. So let's talk about that. That's a really interesting project, That and it, the fact that it's ongoing. Why, why food? I love, yeah. I love eating, I love cooking, and uh, I, my studio in Bangkok is also in my house, so... It's between the kitchen and the garden, so so it's like um, it's it's just a natural thing. And uh, because I've been uh, since around two thousand, year two thousand, I've been uh, in working with a variety of uh, materials. Um, so you know, just uh, it just came to mind that uh, why not food? And uh, I, I was baking a lot. Uh, make, making bread at that time, but and I thought, okay, maybe bread dough, because it's kind of like clay, right? But then um, it just was not right yet, and uh, and then I was working with the ceramics work uh, at that time. So one day it just clicked that uh, okay, I'll make cooking molds, um, and then invite uh, different people, different chefs, to work with these molds and uh, interpret them into food. Um, it's my way of asking people back what they think about this breast tube forms that I've been working on for so long and, and uh, see what, what they think about it and uh, what's best, you know, to have, um, other than to have food as an as a art medium and, and, a, and a connection. So with had about about thirty events uh, so far. How many Do people you... attend uh, these events? It typically? varies every time. It can be like a, a sit-down dinner for eight, ten people. It can be a, a, a buffet for an opening to three hundred people. Mm -hmm. A tea ceremony, a wedding, and uh, you know it's um, in the food all. Varies. It all varies all because I, I don't I don't dictate the, the chef what to do. It's it's totally up to them, and uh, so and then and then the tools grow. Um, I learn from the chefs too because they're they're artists themselves, and uh, um, so starting from the ceramic ceramic uh, molds, then then I made aluminum. Uh, the molds in aluminum. And in different size and shapes, and then uh, um, and then glass, um, and then uh, we have these uh, plastic plastic multiple trays. Uh, we we got them uh, made because uh, we were making chocolates, and and the uh, it has to be smooth. So so the aluminum and, and the 
ceramic, the, the glaze of uh, terracotta didn't work for the chocolate. So, so we had to have like, these different tools made, uh, cookie cutters, for instance. And, uh, and then each time, uh, you know, we'll, we come up with something. And, and it's also the, uh, the presentation, the way we eat it. Uh, and so Was that your first time working with ceramics? Or you no, have worked with ceramics no, before. So yeah. when you approach um, a new medium um, for a, you know in one of your works, how how does that happen for you in terms of your approach? Do you um, find that you need to really understand it? How do you go about attacking? I suppose. I, or first, it's like uh, I'm drawn. I, usually, I'm. I, you know, I, I, if I if I see a beautiful uh, material that I'm I'm drawn to, then then you know I'll I'll, I'll get some. For instance, like um, the my first sculpture sculpture pieces were um, made from the mulberry fiber. Uh, it's the kind of the first pounding uh, before we make paper pulp. And uh, they, it comes in sheets, so because uh, they're very fibrous. And and and, uh, and at first, I thought I was going to do collage with them, but then it's just like too beautiful. Uh, I don't want to paint over it. And then, so it just it just it will just sit there in my studio. It it was there for for one, two, three years, and and then and then and then finally, I, I just like. Put them together, sold them together, and then and then uh, created shapes. And and actually, um, they they look fragile, but but they're actually very sturdy. They they have a structure in in the fiber itself, so it just works um, perfectly as as a sculpture. So I, with that, I, I made um, uh, four sculpture installations with that. That series is called. So it starts with the breastworks, the, um, um, and then there's womanly bodies, confident bodies, and then the vessels. Yeah. And so, or or like um, the flying cubes. I was given I was given this origami uh, shape of uh, cube with wings in Tokyo. And uh, I, I don't know. I was, I was just so intrigued. It, you know, you know, Japanese they give, uh, they they give souvenirs, right? Omiyakes, and uh, it was in a restaurant, and uh, they give out to the clients. And um, but even it, if it's just a cube, it's nothing. But then the cube with wings, um, I was just so intrigued, and I I kept folding it for like. About three, two, three years before, before I was able to release them um, in my own story, in my own interpretation. And that, that, that first as scarecrows in the uh, rice paddies, and then, and then became sculptures, and then uh, added uh, to the, um, the hanging installation, the interactive sound installation called Anything Can Break. Yes, in Anything Can Break. Uh, maybe we can describe it a little bit. Um, it's uh, it's all the flying cubes uh -huh. are on top, and then they're also on top of that. And then uh, and then it, 
So there's about like uh, 6,000 uh, origami, uh, paper origami uh, shaped flying cubes, and uh, then the glass breast clouds in clear glass, sand glass, glass, uh, and there's 16 sound, uh, 16 sensors to activate uh, sound tracks in 16 spots around the uh, around the installation. Um, it all hangs suspended. They they hang. Uh, so usually, usually I place it according to my height, so I mean tall people can touch them. But uh, so normally it's about like about two, two thirty to forty meters above ground, and it's it's hanging from from the ceiling. Um, uh, so this actually it started. I started the idea of it uh, in two thousand about 2007 when, when I, I got the opportunity to work with glass in Murano. The first idea was all glass. I, I wanted to make, um, uh, you know, I'd like to challenge the material also and then having glass above your head, you know, like uh, it's this fragile uh, environment, fragile um, existence above and uh, but it was just too expensive you know, to, to, to make it. And, and, and uh, I, I couldn't uh, finalize the way to hang it with the Murano glass. It was not um, stable. It, it was just like too, too thick of a glass. And, and, and uh, so we, we couldn't finalize it. And then, and then along came the uh, invitation to participate in this um, conference at the Met called the uh, Art Beyond Sight. Uh, at first, I thought uh, to propose this work, but then we couldn't finish in time in 2009. It finally finished in 2011 and uh, incorporated the, the paper origami, which actually worked perfectly because uh, the, the paper helped with the, uh, with the audio, with the acoustic of the piece also. And, uh, and at that time, along that same time, it, uh, I was creating the breast and clouds work, so it relates to that idea too. And how, um, how does it relate? Because it's 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 kind of like a skyscape. Mm. The the whole piece. This is like, like a. Yes. It's the I largest see. is like a hundred square meter. Mm. And. Uh, it's like clouds above and, you. Yes, uh -huh. and um, and and the the paper the paper that I used to fold the origami set in shades of different grays, so grays and silver. So so it's kind of like um, you know, uh, lifting up a painting above your head like that. And, and the sound was the sound is uh, the same the the same idea as breast to So I invite different. Uh, composers and musicians uh, to compose music uh, um, in response to the piece. So, so far I have two sets of sound. Uh, the first one by American um, uh, composers and musicians, uh, Jeffrey Kalman, Avi Sills, and uh, Amir Effort. Uh, they're more classical uh, percussions, um, some vocals, the, the, the second set uh, by Tim Gucci, uh, uh, an Australian uh, sound media artist, 
So they're, they're quite different. Mm -hmm. And I hope that uh, I, can, I can add more sounds to it. Um, when, when I had two sets of sounds, we would uh, um, set it so that the sound changes like about every 10 minutes. So, so, so when you um, go into the installation, you, you have another experience. It sounds like a very immersive experience, um, and I'm just sad that I didn't get to experience it. But talking about immersive installations, it brings me to temporary insanity, um, which I'm just really intrigued by, um, because it's multi-sensorial, and yet there's this very playful element in it. Um, so let's talk about temporary insanity. Mm -hmm. The name itself is very evocative uh -huh. as well. Temporary insanity happened before, uh, quite some time in 2004, before anything can break. Um, so, uh, I, from year 2000, I, 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 I became more interested in the, uh, creating these uh, installations that um, explore the sensory perceptions. So starting from the gnome with the sense of touch, and then uh, came Scent with candles and uh, and then uh, temporary insanity with uh, movement and sound. So um, I, uh, it's just it's just a simple idea of uh, how to make these soft sculptures move like when when there's sound. So we we had to test a lot because if it's uh, if it, and and I didn't want. The pieces to be anchored to the floor because if you want something to move it, uh, if you have a falcon point, then then it's easier, right? But then, how how do you make like these soft things move? So, so, so it took quite some time. I worked with a technician, and uh, then then my brother helped also. And then, uh, well, just for our audience, yeah. the temporary insanity is composed of how many pillows? I suppose, or you, or you wouldn't call them pillows. You would call them, I suppose, uh, rest shapes, really. Uh -huh. Yeah. But they, at that point, there, there were some balls, you know, like ball shapes. So, so I, I, I say that uh, it's it's quite cross gender. It's not just about the uh, the female. It, it's uh, it can relate to um, you know, people of all ages and uh, sex and. Um, yeah, it's more about the emotion. Uh -huh. Yeah, so and 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 it's quite funny. It's it's, it's that that's and it's know, only it's activated like a, when the, when, when there's, there's like movement. A, uh, is, is, isn't that right? It's it's not movement. It's like a, um, when when you when there's uh, footsteps like uh, or or it's you're clapping by sound. By okay. sound, uh -huh. there's a microphone. Okay, there's a microphone. There's in, a microphone. In, in the, uh, and then it starts to shake and, and then. It links to a motor and a weight, so so the weight swings like that uh, inside. There, there's a box and, and, and with the weight. What has uh, been the reception that you found the most surprising in terms of people's responses to temporary insanity or nunnom? Um, like with nunnom, it's like um, at first people are reluctant. Because uh, you know, normally you, you cannot touch artwork. It's like, oh wow, we can go in. It's like uh, you know, we can touch. We can. Uh, so so I think once uh, the audience are able to break that barrier, they they let they, they let go. 
So, so uh, what I'm pleased with is that uh, I can see that uh, Donna spends longer time with with the works than normal. You know, like uh, normally when you go to a museum, it's like uh, you know half a second, right, when you see a uh, artwork. Uh, so, so people do tend to uh, spend spend time. It also sort of, in some ways, challenges a lot of these, because I suppose what I'm trying to get at is you have a lot of personal responses to something that is touching you or that that you're looking at. And yet, in some ways, all of this kind of pleasure that you get from something tactile is happening in a very public space, so something could be a quite private response. Mm. Even laughter can be quite private. At the same time, it's happening in this museum, you know, space, in a public space. Mm. So it, it sort of brings up a lot of these sort of public versus private. You know, what we consider private, what we consider public. And I think that was that your intention as yeah. well. Uh-huh. And also the how serious a museum, gallery, or gallery can be in terms of artworks. And yet here you have the, all these playful things that you are encouraged to play with, you know, mm-hmm. to to um, to evoke the senses. And it's not even just like play, you know. It's it's to connect with these uh, with these uh, forms and figures. And uh, um, for instance, like Nunom, I, I was giving a talk in America um, to a group of students, and then uh, one one. Um, the audience said, like, oh, you probably... Because I, I, I showed um, a, a shot of the gnome installed in the middle of a mall in Thailand. And so it was... Uh, you know, they, they, they built, they built a kind, of, kind of like a, a section and, and, then, and then filled it up with... Uh, no, and uh, there were kids, there were people inside, and and, and you can look, you can, you can look from from the uh, higher floors. So 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 then, actually, the uh, the audience becomes part of the work also. But uh, you mentioned that um, uh, just made a comment that oh, you probably won't be able to 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 do this in America in the mall, you know, because like having kids play with breasts. <laughs> yeah, in the public, in public, because yes. in uh, in the U.S. it's just like it can um, be more puritan in some ways. People get mothers get scolded if they breastfeed in public, right? I when I, I breastfed my son until two, and we were traveling, and then um, you know I, I would breastfeed everywhere, like uh, because you, you know, as a mother, you know it you you hardly um, see, yes. right? It's not exposed. And, uh, in but, in uh, fact. Uh, became a controversy recently. Mm. Um, it's still a controversy. It is. Which is uh-huh. surprising. Yeah. Um, and this is a great point, I, I guess, to segue into um, some of the discussions about um, these terms that have been thrown around a lot, I see, in art historical uh, sort of discourse about your works. The female artist, you know, the... Asian female artist, you know, feminism. 
how, how, how fluid or contingent do you feel that, how urgent is this discussion now? And do you feel that your works resist that categorization? Would that, would that be reductive to, to just... When, when, I, when I started uh, my career, that was like 30 years ago, that's, uh, the term feminist is very different from now. Do you agree? And then, uh, and uh, I, I would admit that I, I was I didn't want to be confined in that category at, at, the, at that time, and uh, so so I, I don't you know I don't try to relate to that. I'm, I'm just saying I'm doing what I'm doing, and uh, as a as a female artist. But uh, yes, I I am a feminist. But uh, but you understand my point? Mm-hmm. Like uh, thirty years ago and the Yes. And now it's very different. And and like I said, um, no, I'm, I'm reviving this in this uh, Red Alert series. It's just like um, yeah, I feel like talk uh, about Red Alert series that yeah, you're because, because um, the issue is still going. It's, it's not it's more not, urgent yeah, or pertinent. Uh-huh, yeah. In fact, it, it seems to be it seems to have risen to the fore a lot more recently because of social media. I find mm-hmm. it's been around as a discussion topic for a long, long time, and it concerns, I think, the female body. It's the female body that becomes that site of contestation, it seems, constantly um, in public discourse as well as in all other disciplines. So, and I've I've read some of the things you've said about the female body. Has that changed for you in terms of your artistic process, in terms of the body, exploring the female body? Um, at this point, I, I can definitely, like, um, my works can explain itself better that it's just not about the breast, but it's about the body, you know, whether part, part or whole. And uh, it took some time. Otherwise, you know, they'll say, oh, the breast again. Or something. Uh, but but it's, it's really looking at, at it from all different angles, and, uh, and, and it just takes time to make work. So it's just, it, it uh, does, yeah, it absolutely does. But, but then, like, with the hammock or anything can break, the flying cubes, um, my life, for instance, the, the, the garland work, um, it, I, I look at them as... as uh, or, or the, or these more recent uh, installations that uh, relate to the public and the architecture, like um, the roof or the, um, the houses crumbling, the mats and pillows, or, or this new piece that I'm, I'm going to um, create here. It's 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 about it's about how not just about the female body, but but it's how all our bodies uh, interact interact and exchange and share and uh, how, how, how one can, can uh, you know, make the best make the best out of each body you know, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, hanging by a thread actually is uh, um, the work that you created that basically drew yesterday in your talk you had mentioned that um, that's one of your works that, more in more straightforward ways, addressed an urgent social issue. Um, 
Shall we talk a little bit about Hanging by a Thread, how you came to create that, and what you were hoping to address um, or convey? Well, that, that, uh, I created that work in uh, two, uh, year 2011 when we had the big floods in, in Thailand, and uh, I had to close. Though my, my studio was not flooded, but, but I had to, I had to um, uh, lift up all my works and, and just like close the studio. And, and uh, so I was finding uh, other ways to, to, to create works. And uh, so, so working with these fabrics um, um, was, was, uh, was perfect for, for that. Uh, situation, and uh, I was inspired by by the content of the royal sponsored uh, relief bags, which included, apart from the you know, canned foods and utilities, uh, they had this uh, cloth, this printed uh, cotton cloth for women and, and for men. For men was the plaid designs, and then for women was uh, these printed uh, flower designs called palai. And it's, um, I felt that it just uh, must be so comforting and so useful for, for the people who, who receive them. And um, by making the hammocks, it, uh, you know, like when you look at the ham hammock, it's like kind of like laying, um, resting, uh, place to sleep, or rest, or, rest or um, to you place a baby, or you, um, you to slow down, and um, but and 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 you can see the body without without having the actual body, right? Mm. So so it, there's there are bodies there, but then then I hang it in a way that uh, you can't actually you can't actually. Uh, Sit on them, lay on them. So it's and, and also playing with the word hanging by a thread. Mm. Uh -huh. So it's kind of like um, it's portraying uh, the the uh, social issues, the uh, political issues in Thailand at that time, and also the uh, with the nature, with the environment. Uh -huh. So that, that coming to, to uh, 2017, because you had mentioned the roof that you created in the winter garden. Um, in New York, how did that uh, commission come about, and what what was the work, and what was the reception? Um, let me see. That that was in 2016. Yeah, 16. 2016. Yeah, okay. 2016. Um, I I've been uh, showing works with uh, Gary in New York, Tyler Rollins Fine Art for um, a few years now, since 2010, and uh, Tyler Tyler. Um, had uh, known people from the Brookfield place, so they contacted. They they asked whether I wanted to um, do some work in, in that space. They they invite. They it's it's Brookfield Brook, Brookfield is uh, like a property company, but the, and then they own lots of uh, property around the around the U.S. And, and, and internationally also, and then they have a section of the company called Brookfield Arts. That um, you know, organize uh, like these um, artworks or 
theater or performance in their property, in their buildings. And uh, um, so I, when, when I was uh, exhibiting, uh, I, I, I visited the place twice. It takes quite some time before something really actually happens, right? So uh, I was there in uh, 2014 and 15 and checked out the space, and then uh, and I was very intrigued with it, you know, like uh, with the, the skyscraper right opposite the World Trade Center um, with these palm trees. And, uh, um, you know, it, it was just like... Um, It was, uh, um, very, if in, if in Thai, it will, will say, you know, like it, it's spiritual, you know, like a, it's, it's like, uh, not, but I, it's not the right word. Um, it's like a, a resident. There was like, something like, like this in the space right. that called to you, perhaps, uh -huh. maybe. And, um, but, but. The, um, but they said, you know, at first, at first, uh, I, I suggested something that would link to 9/11, um, mm. and then they said, no, they they want to move on, you know, and uh, and then um, and then so so I I I, I could pick, it, it's a huge atrium, and uh, I I could pick anywhere in that space to um, to work with. It leads up to the stairs and then but like I said I, I was so drawn to the trees and uh, so wanted to work around the tree and uh, and you know the issues of uh, refugees about immigration um, American politics and the other so that's why I, I, I came up with the roof yes. at, actually at first I proposed them the mats and pillows but then because the traffic is so um, large it's a commuter's uh, point, and New Yorkers, and uh, so 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 instead of putting the piece on the ground, then I lifted it up. And in your talk yesterday, you mentioned that it had to be, it had to fulfill, or it had to meet a lot of New York regulations. Yeah, I didn't realize that. <laughs> then it uh, it had to pass uh, New York Pride. So so we had it. to make it uh, finish it earlier, quite earlier, and then before that we tested the materials and uh, had them treated and see if it changed colors or anything, and then uh, if it works. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So tell us about your collaboration here at STPI. What have you been working on? This is my uh, second phase now. I came uh, first time in May. But I, I have visited this this uh, place uh, many many years ago and love it and uh, always wanted uh, you know to 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 come work here and uh, it's just it's just like a dream <laughs> a residency for for an artist uh, I I started out uh, not really. Usually when I come to a residency, I, I don't have a fixed idea of what I'm, I'm going to achieve yet. But at that time, but, but there, there would be some link uh, to what I've, I'm doing at that moment, right? So like the first residency, um, 
I did with a print workshop in 99. This is my second time with a with, uh, print workshop. So in 99, uh, I was working with, uh, I was creating womanly bodies. So I made, I made a series of uh, print works based on that sculpture. And, uh, and this time, um, I've been uh, working um, on, on the red and the paintings. So that I, I so I, I said I, I wanted to, to bring that in, into the, the, the printing process too, and and also to um, because because the the, the red alert uh, series um, I, I I do use you know the the, the forms and the symbols that I've been I've been. Uh, using for all these years, but 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 portraying it in an, a different different uh, viewpoint, different light. So so um been I've been uh, trying a way to uh, collage these uh, ideas and uh, forms and images that uh, I've been I've been working on uh, in in the new narrative. Uh, in a new story, uh -huh, okay. like that, uh -huh. yeah. um, and uh, and and also to to um, because this this is so special that uh, apart from the print workshop, they have the paper mill. That's right. So yes. we can make any kind of paper, and, and I, I was I, I was first drawn to the paper mill. Started with the with the, the paper making process first, and uh, so when so I I tried to combine like uh, the the print technique and and my images and and uh, the paper making. So it it gone through a, a lot, lot of a, experimentation. A lot of, yes. uh -huh. Do you find it sometimes quite frustrating this experimentation process if it doesn't quite work out to what you had hoped or expected? Um, we we just gradually, uh, you know, test and then uh, the 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 only uh, frustration I had uh, in May was that I couldn't I couldn't uh, draw on Myla. Myla is the plastic sheet uh, to make silk screen. It was just like uh, too artificial, too um, industrial surface. It's very shiny, uh -huh. and and, uh, and and it took it took a while to to break through that, and uh, uh, so I made one one image, and then um, and then uh, these backgrounds that uh, that uh, one has, has has printed. So, but this this is a congraph technique. So so I was I was collaging the the, the image, and that 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 worked well for me. But uh, with the silk screen, it took some time. Uh, and uh, and normally, when when I work with uh, you know the chef or the masters, uh, the print master, the, the the paper master, I give them I give them the space, their expertise to to um, in, to, to 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 be part of the work also. So I'm just making the, these blocks. And then, and then they put these colors together. 
So, so it's their reaction to to, to the image also. Not seen is what um, one of the things I'm noticing as well that because it, it is it does feel in some ways that it's a big kind of not break, but it's con it's it's continuously the breast form, but at the same time, it's different. It's very different. Um, I suppose part of it is because of the boldness of the red. It's it's mm -hmm. it's it's really a very bold red. Um, not only that, it's also because um, the name itself. It, because yesterday you had mentioned that there's a lot of uh, people have sort of described your works in the breast series as very zen-like and serene, quiet. And somehow I feel that this series has, has stepped away from that. It's mm -hmm. trying to say, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you something different now. Yeah. Do you feel the same way yeah. as well? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot to look forward to, don't we, mm -hmm. next year uh, when this series uh, uh, comes on. Um, I want to talk, I guess, I guess, just in terms of the creative process, uh, a little bit uh, as we round up our discussion here. Uh, just about what uh, that intersection with education and um, the humanities, which is really where the creative process is trying to propel the discussion towards. And I find that the visual arts as a discipline has a lot of richness um, and diversity to offer to that conversation. How, how do you find this sort of intersection um, in terms of just what it holds for the future. You know, you see it with, um, there's a lot of room to grow, a lot of places. How, how can we enrich, what are your ideas in terms of how we can enrich this discussion? Definitely. And, uh, you know, apart from um, the art educational programs that museums or galleries can, can uh, create or arrange during exhibitions. Um, it's like uh, the, the artwork itself, if it, um, you know, uh, I mean, some, some artworks you, you have to, you have to have a lot of uh, information before you get it, right? But some, some things, um, like the ones I, I, I you know, some, especially like with the uh, interactive, um, immersive installations, I, I feel that uh, you, you can just, uh, you, don't, you don't need to have knowledge about my work to, to, to get into it. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, that way, you know, especially from um, whether you're a young child or, or you're an adult, I think um, you know, it's um, to, to, I, I it's not about educating, but it's about letting go. It's mm -hmm. about uh, um, trusting your instinct. And, and uh, I, I think um, if, if people are more um, open, mm -hmm. more uh, free to exchange, free to share, I think it, it will help a lot. It's the uh, beginning of more openness. Mm. Yeah. Because you with artwork you have to be open. You have to be open minded, right? Uh -huh. But 
it can be interpreted in many ways. It's like reading a book. People come out of it in different different uh, interpretations. interpretations take away right? so many different uh -huh. things from it. In fact, it is a perfect uh, point at which uh, we can uh, um, uh, sort of round up our interview. Are you fond of reading? And you know, what sort of books might we find you reading, or Recently, what's your favorite reading material? Recently, it's like um, cookbooks and uh, Murakami. Murakami, <laughs> yes. I'm very yeah. fond of Murakami yeah. myself. Um, well, the last, the, which book of Murakami are you reading at the moment? Um, I let me see. The, what's the the title is uh, the Three Colors? The what? Three I, Colors I of the Colonel. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. something there, there's, like there's different translations of the title, right? Ah, okay. in, uh, yes. Yeah. And you're reading it in Japanese? No, 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 in English. <laughs> in English. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you very much, Pinari. It's been a pleasure to um, converse with you and to have you um, add your voice, a very important one, to the creative process. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, we're looking here at um, a work that uh, Pinari is creating um, in the uh, SDPI gallery, and this, it's very exciting to hear you talk about it. Tell us a little bit more about this work. Um, it's a new uh, installation that evolves from uh, the houses crumbling and the roof and the mats and pillows. And uh, I'm, I'm working directly with the uh, paper mill, the paper master. So creating works that um, just with paper. So the medium is only paper. And, and we're painting with pulp. And uh, so they've, they've told me that uh, they haven't had uh, works uh, done like this. Um, for a long time, and because uh, mostly it's like uh, they they just make paper to be printed, and uh, but this this is uh, um, something different, and 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 they're having fun also. So I'm I'm very excited to see how 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 this uh, will come out. It, it's one of the things I suppose you get to experiment with with their paper making capabilities, and you're actually making paper. There's also yes. the uh -huh. black paper that you're making over yes. there, isn't? Because uh, because when 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 I uh, first came and, and we uh, experimented with different pulps, I felt that uh, it was like painting with pulp because pulp of each plant is a different color. But then I thought, ah, we're missing uh, black paper. So instead of uh, but but I didn't want to paint on it, but make actual black paper. So after I went home, um, I was here first in May, right, and then went home. Um, uh, I, I sent I sent uh, Gordon um, these uh, dried seeds of uh, dried fruits of uh, this plant that normally we we use to dye uh, fabric into black, and uh, so they tested it and and uh, it, it's working. So we're waiting for the next batch and, and we'll make more uh, black paper. So I think um, visually it it will. Um, you know, we'll have these uh, natural browns, uh, whites of the mulberry, brown, beige, and black. Makalua, mm -hmm. uh, yes. Very exciting. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.